But I had invested so much in his story that he was able, I had the kind of relationship with him where I could say, Jesse, do me a favor. The retailer has to figure out how to strategically place that brand story in front of the client. So long term, you'd like that to be your company brand. Getting into, let's say, system performance or home performance or indoor air quality, you know, where can you find a niche that you could exploit that no one else is doing? And here's why we do it. Hey guys, if you're enjoying these episodes here of our Unfiltered Podcast, be sure and join us live in Las Vegas because you think it's fun watching, it's going to be a way more fun if you're there with us in the audience. Have a glass of whiskey and some good conversation. Get registered at epic2020event.com. And so I think by taking the time to learn the homeowner's story, we're communicating, I like you. So I'm taking the time to get to know you and hear your story. And that can be so powerful as well uh, in earning business. Uh, I'll give you a, a, an example. Recently, I was on a, a sales call with a salesperson I was training. So I was running the actual call, and they were there as a, you know, as a learning experience. And we walk in the house, and the guy was there about my age, mid-50s, and uh, he had his grown son there, and he was on oxygen. And so I just got to talking about, you know, what's, what's going on, and he has this serious lung disease. And we just started talking, and he was a really interesting guy. Back in the day, he was from a pretty rough neighborhood in Chicago, and he was kind of a gangbanger when he was young. He was a tough guy. But now, you know, Father Time had caught up with him. He had this serious illness. It was terminal. You know, he didn't know how long he had, but it was no cure for it. And uh, he was getting worse and worse every year. And uh, I got to talking to the guy, learning his story. And he was in the military. He was in the Navy. And then he went to work in the uh, California Corrections Department. When he was working in the California direct, uh, Corrections Department, he was attacked by a group of inmates. That, uh, that hurt him really bad, like he was out of work uh, for two years. He was that, we talked about that. and uh, I just got to know his story. He was such an interesting guy from going this gangbanger to the military to a corrections officer to getting beat up and then he recovered from that and he got this lung disease. We spent an hour talking about his story. Then we got into the mechanical analysis and all that kind of business and another hour later we're back towards the end and I'm presenting options to the guy. And I present the options and his wife wasn't there so I knew I was gonna have a problem at the end. And so I, you know, I said, I'm going to recommend this. Will you trust me with this recommendation, which is kind of my signature, my first ask, you know, will you trust me? And he goes, well, you know, I, I trust you, Wally, but, uh, you know, I got to talk to my wife. And I said, well, let's get your wife on the phone. And I oh, can't do that. I said, well, let's, I'll come back tonight when she's here. I can't do that. And, I, and I, his name was Jesse. And I said, Jesse, let me ask you a question. When did you decide that you trusted me enough to buy from me? And he looks at his watch. He said, about an hour ago, right? And I said, so it took you an hour to trust me and, you know, be willing to, you know, do this project for you. He goes, yeah, about an hour. I said, do you think it's reasonable, Jesse, that, uh, that you're going to be able to convey that trust to your wife in five minutes? I do this for a living, and it took me an hour. How are you going to convey that to your wife in five minutes? He kind of laughed for a second. And I said, Jesse, can we just get on the phone? He goes, no, I can't call her because of my illness. We have a rule. I only call her if it's serious, if it's an emergency. And the relationship with this guy was so strong because I invested in his story that he said to me, uh, or I said to him, I said, Jesse, I said, clearly I have not earned the right to earn your business yet. But I think I've earned the right to at least talk to your wife. Give me a fighting chance, Jesse. Have I at least earned the right to talk to your wife about this? 
And he turns to his grown son. He said, son, get your mom on the phone. <laughs> and of course, then we buttoned up the deal. Right. But I had invested so much in his story that he was able, I had the kind of relationship with him where I could say, Jesse, do me a favor. Just do me a favor here. Call your wife. And so I think that, that part of what you said about the customer story is equally as important as our story. The other thing I will add to that is that you guys have talked about some legacy companies, but there's a lot of guys out there that have newer companies that maybe haven't established that history, the tradition you guys are talking about with some of these, these, these you know, legendary companies and landmark companies. Uh, and so I, I was thinking back when you guys were talking to when I opened my first company 15 years ago, we were a brand new company. And of course that was kind of a knock on us. Our competition would say these guys are brand new and, and so I'm like, okay, I need a company story. We gotta come up with a story. And, and my point to, to this story is that you can create a story out of anything. Mm -hmm. So what I did at that time, we were American standard dealers. And for some reason, we were the only American standard dealer in Colorado Springs at the time, nobody else was selling it. And so I went to the American standard distributor and I said, I'm gonna write a letter of why you chose us to represent American standard. And I want you to sign it. He said, knock yourself out. So I wrote this letter and said, you know, we're proud to have chosen you as our American Standard dealer, and here's why we chose you. We know you're a new company, but you have strong financial backing. You have years of experience, you know? And I had them list all these reasons that I wrote, of course, why they trusted us. That became the centerpiece of our company story. Mm -hmm. We didn't really have a story. And so we would go into homeowners and say, you know, we're a new company, but I work for several of the companies here in town, and we just didn't like the way that we were doing things, and we just, let's, let's sell out for the homeowner. And so we, we became an American, and here's a letter from American Standard why they chose us. And so instantly we had this, we had this story. And I, and I just share that because I know there's a lot of companies out there that don't have this legacy brand. They are new companies. And my point is you can invent your story, you can make your story, you have to be creative and, and think about it. And if you're a small company, position that as your strength. When, when we were first starting out, this was our after hours you know, phone. It was my, my, and so I would tell homeowners, you know, if you call my company at two in the morning, you're gonna call my cell phone. I'm gonna answer it and I'll get a technician out to your house. These big companies, you're just a number. You know, we, we would position our so-called weakness as a strength. If you're a big company, then you position yourself as, we have 100 technicians on the road and we can service you on July 4th at two o'clock in the afternoon, we're right. gonna be here for you, right? You gotta find what your strength is, right? And you gotta look at what might be perceived as a, a weakness, a new company, or a small company, or maybe a big company might be perceived as a weakness to mm -hmm. some people. You gotta find how you can position that, your story. And I'll just share one more thing uh, with you guys. And I, you probably know this story. So I built my company from 2005, grew it aggressively the first couple of years. In 2007, I got a letter from our building department and they wanted to talk about my license. So I go on my license to talk about my license and they basically said, we're gonna pull your license because we knew you went to prison and blah, blah, blah. And it turned out just to be a racket. They just wanted to get me out of the picture. Well, it didn't work because I hired a lawyer and we had done nothing wrong, so you know, they couldn't pull my license. Well, then they went to the newspaper and they got the local business editor to do a story on whether or not a felon should be allowed to have a contractor's license. It was the front page of the Colorado Springs Gazette. Above the fold, they had a six by four or six by three mugshot of me on the, on the headline of the newspaper, contractor's life in the balance was the headline top page, top of the front page, and then the whole article on the inside, just my background, everything I'd ever done wrong, arrest and divorces and dropped out of high school and prison and blah, 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 blah. And for the next two and a half years, three years, every time we would go in on a call, if our competitors had been there, 
there would be a copy of my mugshot and my criminal record on the back of it, right? So it, it looked like a, an insurmountable challenge. So what do we do? I taught my people how to tell my story better. And I taught our sales guys how to go in and say, let me tell you the story of the guy that started their company. They would tell my story. And of course, they would position it much differently than my competition. They would talk about the redemption and the, the comeback and all that kind of stuff that people like, right? So my, my point is this, everybody's got a story. You gotta dig deep and find is what makes you unique. If, if you're new, if you're small, whatever, that doesn't need to be a liability. Yeah. You can create a story. You gotta teach your people how to tell that story. And then the other point, which I think was a brilliant point that you made, understanding the customer story, getting to know people. Uh, just one more quick story about another call I went on recently. I get to talking to this guy, he's about 35 years old, young guy. We go in the house, I was, I was going with a selling tech and, and the, the, the system needed $2,000 of repairs. And, and it's hot in the house, this is last summer. The guy's his wife in the living room with three or four kids running around. And we get to talking, we go out to the backyard, we're looking at the condenser. And the guy's like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And, and I could just tell he was struggling. So a lot of times in sales, when I f feel it, like people getting confused, I just change the subject. So I started, I said, tell me about your family. Well, he's, he's my kids. And he goes, well, actually my oldest kid is from my first marriage. I said, oh, I've, I've been divorced, I, I, I know your pain. He goes, no, I didn't get divorced. He said, my first wife, died in her 20s of a heart attack. Hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Some rare thing. And he tells me a story about his wife died. Well, I started telling the story of my son's mother. My ex-wife had passed away from a heroin addiction a overdose. And so for 40 minutes, we go back and forth talking about life and death and love and kids and wives. It was like the most amazing conversation for four, in the backyard, standing by the condenser. After about 40 minutes, he said, well, let me decide what I'm, I'm gonna go talk to my wife. So he goes in the house. He's in there for 20 minutes, and I turned to the technician. I said, man, I hope that the guy doesn't come out here and tell us to do the repairs. Because it's a 20-year-old system. It's gonna be a compressor next year. It's gonna be something else, right? It's a bad decision for him. 20 minutes later, he comes out. He says, guys, I gotta do the repairs. And I turned to him, and his name was Keith. I said, Keith, I cannot in good conscience allow you to spend 2,000 bucks in this system. It'll be something else next summer. This thing's gonna eat you alive. My strongest recommendation is you gotta look at replacing the system. He thought for a second, he looked down, he was vaping. He looked down, he hit a big vape. He looks back up, he says, okay, let's do the system. Didn't even go back and talk to his wife again. And I was blown away because again, the strength of the relationship that had nothing to do, it was because I knew his story. Mm -hmm. We're talking about his wife dying and, and the impact it had on his oldest kid and his life. And I could have that honest conversation like, don't make this bad decision and he bought a new system. So I think that when you, when you made the point of learning the customer story, it's so important because people buy from people who like them just as much as they buy from people they like. And if you learn that story about them, that gives you the power at the end. You know, we want them to take our recommendations. You gotta have credibility, you gotta have that relationship. And if it's that strong, you can say, Drew, it's just, it's just not, it's not the right decision. You, gotta, you really should consider doing this. Yeah. And they'll listen to you because you took the time to learn their story. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a flip, you know, coin, two sides of the coin. Yep. The company story, the customer story, and if you don't have a story, make one up <laughs> and get a letter. Well, make it up, but like you said, there was something very, po uh, very poignant in what you said very early on in that. It was, it has to, you have to be authentic. Totally. And the other thing, 
that I got throughout what you said is you have to be sincere. So it has to be real. Sincere. That when you say make it up, that make it up, that, but it's real. That was facetious. Yes. yes. Make it up. It's it's authentic. It's true. It's yeah. sincere. It's based on on reality because you can't. Yeah, you can't. In, fake in it. my new company, we're a brand new company in town. So what do you think our competitors say about us? They're brand new. Blah blah blah. Right. So we happen to be. We have a relationship with Home Depot. We have seven Home Depot stores. So I got Home Depot to write us a letter about why they chose us as their preferred contractor. Now, I'm not recommending big box stores for people, right? Because it's a double-edged sword, and our business strategy is to grow away from that, as, so it's a small part of our business. But the letter from them to the homeowner from Home Depot about why they chose us gives us a lot of credibility, even as a new company. And what you're playing off of, uh, without you even saying it, you're, you're, getting, you're using the term exclusive, and it's also unique, right? So, you know, when you were with American Standard, you know, they picked us. You know, they could have picked anybody, but when they came to town, they were looking for, in fact, they hadn't even been here, and they were looking for somebody, but they didn't right. select anybody, and they selected us. Right. And here's why, right? So, it's exclusive, and it's unique. Um, and, and that's what you really want your story to be, is exclusive and unique. Yeah. Authentic and sincere. Let's, let's, let's talk about that just a little bit. So, a newer company, doesn't have the cachet of the brand. You, you're using Home Depot, or at, at when you had American Standard, you know, when you were first starting on the other company. So uh, the retailer has to figure out how to strategically place that brand story in front of the client. So long-term, you'd like that to be your company brand. You want that to be peak, right? right. I want that to be Cool Touch, the trusted plumber. Atlas Butler already has that. He's 100 and 30 years. So using a manufacturer's brand and their cachet, um, Google, Google My Business, basically, you know, what we call local services by Google, they're using that as a marketing weapon today. And so, you know, contractors that qualify are qualified. Google is basically putting their marketing background behind that. You're already trusting the brand of Google, you know, when somebody clicks that particular uh, paid search ad, it's positioned above the normal paid search ad. So if you're a newer company using the manufacturer like a train, uh, a Lennox, a Daikin, you know, whomever brand that you're carrying as a contractor, that's a great strategy. Uh, but over time, I think what you want to be careful of is you want to be able to develop your right. company's story mm -hmm. so that your power and your strength in the home, not only building a relationship with the client that you guys are describing, but you're building the brand equity around your company uh, reputation over time yep. and not being necessarily Dependent. relying on the individual product or service. I agree completely. And I think that's something that's probably in our contracting trade. Um, we, we need to be talking about that to the EGI members is it's perfectly fine. It's much easier to sell, you know, Lennox as a brand if my brand is only six months old. Uh, but if my brand's 130 years old, I'm probably right. going to want to target, you know, my brand and my brand story. That, so. That's a great point. You can rely on your manufacturer or Home Depot or whatever for a while. Yeah. But what you're saying is you got to build your, and I agree with that completely. The, we don't want to forget the development of our brand. Right. Exactly. You, you, you can't rely on it forever. And, and something else when you were talking, because obviously you're a big player in the digital marketing space in our industry with iMarket. Uh, one of the things you got to consider is what is your online story? Mm -hmm. and, and that is reviews. Yeah. And as a brand new company, I read recently, and you know this better than I do because this is your business, one of your businesses, that I, I read that, that people put as much uh, credibility into an online review 
85% as much as they would a personal friend's referral. Yeah, that's exactly People right. believe online referrals and, and, and reviews. Yep. And one of the things that's been really helpful for our company as a result of working with your company on the iMarket side is that you guys help us get those reviews and that these, and I'm not a technical guy, digital guy, but it's the classifications. And we've already got so many and we have people already. Our company is eight months old. And routinely our sales team and service techs are hearing, uh, we chose you guys because of your online reviews. Yeah. Like we're eight months old. But we've made it an emphasis and with the help of your company getting those reviews, it's so critical. That, on, that online story is so important. What do they see? Before I'm at the kitchen table and I can talk to them, what are they seeing online? So from a contractor's point of view, let's break that down for the EGI audience. Uh, Bright Local did a bunch of research on that. I mean, that's where a lot of the data has come from in the trade. So you got to be at least four stars or better. Like if, the, if you're a 3.9 customers, the retail yeah. customer, they tend to look at that and say, nah, that's not a company that I necessarily want to choose. Um, if you're four or above, 93% of the consumers are saying that's the acceptable line of demarcation or they go, I trust you. And then the quantity of reviews matters as well. So, I mean, you know, you, you really want more reviews. Obviously, if you have a thousand reviews, that's better than if you have 10. Uh, so a newer company obviously has to strive to, to get those, but can't emphasize enough as part of the story online is that the technicians, the company ownership, small, large company, doesn't matter what it is, you've got to get as many reviews as possible and you have to have a process that makes that happen. So if you don't do that, you're gonna lose the battle at the digital level when somebody clicks. So you mentioned um, the millennials. So you know, so you got millennials, you got Gen X, you got Gen Y, okay, and then you got people like me that are boomers. So the millennials, the Gen X and Gen Y, they, they go online first. They do not you know, look at the newspaper ad first. They literally will, you know, click, you know, you know, hey Siri, uh, or you know, Echo, and so forth. And they look and research your social media, what your profile is, what people are saying about you, the recommendations. They'll look online at your website, and ultimately, then they go to your reviews. And so they're qualifying you online about your reputation, about your story. And then typically, what the the millennials, the Gen X and Gen Ys will do is they're going to go to your your about us page. They're, they're literally going to look at you. Well, who are you? You know, how long have you been in business? What's going on in your world? So, you know, it, it, digital is where the game is played today on the marketing side. But we, we have to understand that we actually have to get more reviews and we have to be in social media. Many of the contractors that we do business with, well, I don't use social media. You know, so guys like me who are older, well, I'm not a social media guy. So, you know, my customers, what do they care? You know, because it's not important to me. So the personal bias has to be killed off. We, we don't want personal bias to enter into the idea that 40% of the customers that are coming into our universe are people that are going online first to look at your story. So the story has to be there. If it's not, and you're not managing that well, and it doesn't matter if you're using me or somebody else, you have to get in the game and you have to make that story really powerful. So. I think uh, one of the things that smaller contractors don't realize is how important that review process is. You have to be really proactive to make it happen, right? I went uh, recently to rent uh, a mini storage, a storage unit for my RV. And I walked in this building. It's a, a husband and wife that run it, that own it and run it. And I spent 10 or 15 minutes, they I signed up for the thing, right? It was a great experience, really nice people. While the husband is writing up a credit card and all the stuff, 
the wife comes over and she goes, what do you think about your experience today? I said, you guys were great. She goes, would you mind doing a review? And turns around her iPad and says, just type a line or two. I mean, she forced it to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's so important that people have to understand how important those digital reviews, online reviews are. And whether you use a company like yours or do it yourself, whatever, it, it's got to be done. Yeah. You can't overlook the importance of that. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you get it done. You just need to get it done. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have, I think guys worry about, contractors worry about it being highly produced. And it doesn't need to be, right? I mean, actually, it's more authentic. I mean, I have a, I have a, I have a guy, one of my clients, um, he will literally, after a customer makes a buying decision to go with him, uh, he'll ask them, why did you decide to go with me? And if you don't mind, you know, I'm going to record, you know, record this. And then he loads them right up to YouTube. And um, so he's getting people talking about why they bought from him before the, you know, before the work's even done. Right. And so then he goes back when the work is done and he asks them again, tell me about your experience. So now he has two videos. He has a video as to why they bought from him. And then they have the video about the company and how they delivered upon that promise. Right. So he's got the, he's got the two pieces of it covered and he is no secret. I mean, he's the top guy in the company by far as far as you know, production is concerned. The, uh, the other thing I think, you know, that comes in, into play here as far as story is if you don't have a story, like you're new in business or whatever, or even if you're not new in business, how, you know, what is your brand strategy maybe? Like, uh, how, do you, how do you stand out? So for example, uh, you guys have heard me talk about, I know this is you know, a little bit about what you're doing with your company, home performance, right? You know, we're not just you know, about HVAC. We're not just about uh, duct systems and things like that. That, that's important. So we do a load calculation, then we do an airflow analysis, but then we also look at the building envelope because we want to reduce the load before we can produce the, you know, the BTUs. And so if we can shrink that by air sealing and insulating the house, you know, maybe upgrading the windows, making the house tighter a little bit, then we can put in smaller equipment, which is going to cost you less to buy. It also eats less energy and you're going to be more comfortable. You're going to be more energy efficient. The house is going to be tighter, more healthy, so forth and so on. And so Getting into, let's say, system performance or home performance or indoor air quality or geothermal or smart home technology, zoning, you know, where can you find a niche that you could exploit that no one else is doing? And here's why we do it and talk about why we do that. So that's another element of your story that you could layer in. Yeah, and how, we do, how do we present that story? Right. How do we actually communicate that to maybe somebody that's a layman who doesn't Correct. understand home performance contracting? You know, most homeowners probably aren't going to be quite as technical as we are, so you've got to have the ability to communicate that. So that's where you guys come in. That's where the sales training, you know, the process of being able to actually connect, show them the story and show them why the benefits are there. So, yeah. F find a way that you can stand out, not fit in, right? What is it that you can do that's, you know, unique, different, better, more? And tell, like you say, tell that story and connect it to the customer story. And I think if we do that, game over, we win. And you don't get tired of winning. You don't get tired of winning. So you're a golfer. You'll appreciate this. Uh, and I think this might have been, is, is Muirfield the big golf course in Ohio? Yeah, it's uh, Jack Nichols. Do you remember? Uh, golf course in Dublin. I don't know, probably six, seven, eight, could have been 10 years ago. Uh, Tiger Woods wins the WC, uh, WGC, the World <laughs> Golf uh, Championship, at Muirfield in the dark. Do you remember that? That was uh, in Akron. Oh, in Akron. World, Se World Series of Golf. It's, it's Firestone Golf Club. Okay, Firestone, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a WGC event. Yeah, it was WGC yeah. Firestone, yeah. And he won that tournament in the dark. Yep. 
That's pretty much what we're doing. It was pretty much like because where we're at right now. Because it is pitch black out here. <laughs> and uh, thank God for Andy and the production crew because they're, they literally right now have handheld devices yeah. putting some light on us. So we're winning this championship on this podcast in the pitch black. And I think, frankly, that has, has a lot to do with just the nature of our talent. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything to do with the production crew. It's our story. And we're Steve, uh, who works with the PGA on his uh, production stuff, and, of course, Andy Mitchell, our, uh, our main man on the production stuff. Uh, it's been a great, uh, great day, guys. It's awesome. They have the unenviable task of trying to make us look good. Right, and thank God for post-production. That's all I can say. Maybe a lack of light actually helped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Raise your glass. Yep. Pass it down to my G-man there. Guys, love you both. Love Appreciate you your respect thank the hell you. out of you. Good and, production uh, team. Well good done. production team. Good job, guys. Steve, Andy, cheers.